Sounds good. Hello. 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 Okay, I'm good. We are talking in Soviet Russia now. Can I do an Can I do an accent for an entire podcast? If you feel like it's, I mean, we've offended every other nationality. I mean, get this commie red faced motherfucker out of my chat. Now, I do declare that is quite a offensive thing to say to me, sir. Sound like Borat for a second. (laughs) Yeah, no. All right, Borat. Hello. Where is the chick magnet? Put in the chick magnet. Okay, let's go. Cool. Hurry up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast, where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. I'm Cole. I'm the White and Green Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. And filling in our fourth chair, we have another Ranger, actually, our original Blue Ranger, not the not the Beta Blue. We have Dane. Hey, Dane. I am Dane. Hello, the Blue yeah. Ranger. And what's your cosplay name, Dane? My cosplay name is shifting to Zerky Durky from Yata Dante. Nice. Is that legit? That's kind of legit, except I don't know how to change the name of my cosplay page. <laughs> Zerky Durky. I, I, I don't know. I, okay, sure. Why we'll, not? we'll go by Yata Dante for now. Yata Dante. There we go. Okay. It works. But anyways, uh, yeah, Dan, thank you for finally joining us. This time you're not in the background of uh, like you were during SakuraCon. That was fun. It was fun. It added some spice to the podcast, as it were. I should go into stealth as a career. <laughs> stealth. <laughs> you just creep around all the time. You don't actually do anything. You just creep around. Just always quiet in the corner somewhere. Sure. Hey, there has to be some well. guy who's quiet in the corner. It's my role I must fulfill for the sake. <laughs> but anyways, Dane. Um, so this since since this time is your actual like official time, first time as a guest. Um, so why don't you tell us about how you kind of got into cosplay? What your first cosplay was? If that costume still exists? What cosplay? What convention you kind of went to? And what kind of got you into nerddom in general? All right, man. All right. First nerddom in general. Uh, sure. Was watching TV. All of a sudden, there was this anime that came on. It was so cool. Got people that looked like real people, not like Cartoon Bugs Bunny people. It was actually pretty awesome, right? Well, that was Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I was like, this is the best shit on TV. So I tried to find more of it. I'm like, all right. Oh, this other thing. Tenchi Muyo? Let's watch that. Then I looked up anime and video games. And then I learned about conventions. So my first cosplay was at uh, KomoriCon 2004, first convention. And you're, in, you're from Portland, right? Uh, not originally. When I started cosplaying, I was from Bend, Oregon. Oh, okay. But He's Oregon, Oregon. In, but Oregon though? Uh, like uh, Gateway hearts, to the Desert, Oregon. Hearts, the uh, lungs, kidneys. Um, I would say the appendix, a thing that you oh, really okay. don't have much use for. Okay, that's fair. I always like to be the big uh, uh, metal pipe one that plays music. The metal pipe. <laughs> the metal pipe gets clogged sometimes, so uh, he need to be flushed out every now and then. 
That's fair. That's fair. But anyways, um, the first cosplay big. was uh, Kakashi from Naruto. Uh, you too. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Kakashi Bros. Yeah. That's funny because we also did the Rangers, the opposite colors of what we did before. I know what the what the fuck, right? <laughs> Back way were we little kids, but uh, oh. yeah. So Kakashi is my first one. Um, I still have it actually from uh-huh. eleven or some odd twelve years ago. Yep. So same. I'm actually going to be wearing that again at a convention that's going to be at the exact same location as Kamori Con 2004. So it's going to be up? Are you going to update it or? Nope. I'm just going to wear it as it is. <laughs> Does it fit? Probably Still? not, but I'm gonna make it fit. <laughs> but, it's okay. Uh, in the worst case scenario, he'll be giving everybody a great show. Oh, absolutely! It's gonna be fantastic. I don't know if the pants will fit, but hey, I'll force them on. Well, your newer pants didn't freaking fit, uh, or they didn't stay to peep together. Nope. <laughs> I am losing weight, though. That's a good thing. Yay! Um, but yeah, this is how I got into it. Okay. Um, and what type of like you've you are like for, for our little group? You are the one we know of that is the most organized when it comes to cosplay, but at the same time, you are the busiest. Yeah. Like uh, we we've always kind of talked about how Dane has a chart when it comes to cosplay. And it was like, and and he, and you bring how many bags to con? I pack more than the average dude. I probably bring about three full cases of luggage to a convention. Yes, and Tyler explained this to me because I didn't hear this from you, but you were, but he was like, how you have like a a, a flow chart of what parts of what costume is in yeah, each like bag. A spreadsheet. Yeah. This is true, yes. I do have an Excel document that breaks down every single piece of a cosplay. <laughs> but yeah, um, on yeah, average, nice. like, yeah, on average for like SakuraCon, for example, how many how many um, costumes do you bring? Because normally, this is the way that most people go about it. Is that it's like you have a you might have a costume for Thursday, you might have a costume for Friday, you'll have a costume for Friday, Saturday, and then maybe one for Sunday. How many do you bring? I have like three cosplays per day. <laughs> so I bring about six to seven cosplays. Yeah, for I anybody must... that's <laughs> for anybody that's ever seen the way that I go and pack for economy, my little civic is completely packed full to the limit with stuff. But I'm normally packing for between four to eight people. Dane manages to do that all by himself. To be fair, one of my suitcases just contains normal clothes. But it contains like 20 pairs of boxers, just in case. Just in case. Not just in case I shit myself, but just in case. That makes me wonder, Is do you have that just in case because one, one time that was the case? Or that I shit myself? That you oh. needed... That you Actually, needed I don't want to 20 talk pairs about of boxes. <laughs> no, no, you brought it up. You got to no, talk, man. No, I'm going to switch it. So, like, no, no. <laughs> I got my socks wet. So, so I'm going to assume he shat himself. I shat himself, and my socks magically got wet from me shedding myself. Uh, and I ran out of socks uh, one trip many years ago. And I'm like, damn, I am out of socks. Wet socks are a pet peeve. I did not bring sandals. So I 
over adjust by packing many pairs of socks, many pairs of boxers, and many, many shirts. Okay. But yeah, so, and what's your preferred kind of cosplay style? Like, do you, like, have a, like, I, I've never seen, like, for example, we've had people that, like, prefer crossplay. They sometimes, like, they like the fluffy costumes, like, uh, like, um, Sam, for example. She likes having, like, big costumes and stuff like that. But I was like, what style do you like, type of costumes do you like? I like the style that makes my butt look good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, uh, the style I like, I honestly prefer more armor. Unfortunately, I don't have many cosplays that have a lot of armor, so I prefer the cosplays that are just kind of easy to get on with a minimum number of pieces I have to worry about. Hmm. All right. I never thought about that, like the yep. style of cosplay. Now, if we're talking like how it looks, I want to be flashy as fuck. I want to grab as much attention as I can. Yeah. I'm a camera whore. Like like those guys that were camping at like the um, the Dark Souls campers outside in the courtyard. Whoa, that's a bit of a stretch. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like those guys, actually, those guys were pretty cool. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's a catch because it's kind of a gimmicky. Yeah. So like that's that's an interesting idea because you don't really see people. It's like a twist on a cosplay. Like people do that quite a bit, and they're normally um, where you see just a cosplay. But then when they got like some kind of extra prop or something that gives a twist on it to make it something you don't see all the time, then that's that's always nice. So that's kind of that's like a genuine like they kind of deserve that. It's not yeah, there really. Were, there was a yeah. Fire Emblem cosplayer, and it wasn't at the convention that she did this, but she actually did a photo shoot where she was actually on a horse because in the Fire Emblem game, that unit rides a horse. So that was kind of oh. cool. Like a, a live a live horse. Like, like a live horse. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was funny because I think I saw were, uh, those pictures. I think I saw those pictures. Yeah, it's the one with the red wig. People were yeah. giving her flack because they said she should ride a Pegasus. These <laughs> <laughs> don't people... think Pegasus exists. Whoa! Hold oh, on. No, just use just use a uh, Photoshop. Put a fucking horn on the damn thing. There you go. Make it a unicorn. Did you just say put a horn on it? <laughs> Make <it> a unicorn. Yes. <laughs> yeah, put a horn For on a it. Pegasus. Throw some wings. Yes, I'm making the joke. Oh my God. You, you certainly did make a joke, and we're all laughing at it. Exactly, but no, so, but if but like that's what I'm saying. It was like if you want a Pegasus, th- get someone who's good at Photoshop, throw some wings on it. If you want to, for shits, if you want, if you're riding a unicorn, put a freaking horn on the damn thing. Does it make sweet lemonade? Oh, sweet lemonade. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't get the reference. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Aww. Oh my god. Oh. Gotta take a break. Gotta take a break here. Gotta settle down. Breathe but in. in any ca- but in any case, though, uh, before we get too into deal, that I should probably go on to upcoming conventions. Yay! Can't call we'll continue you with the, we'll continue with the laughter while you guys uh, try and recover from my misspeak. I think Rob's dying. Oh <laughs> he dies at least once a week. I am dying. <laughs> I'm just going to mute myself, Cole. Get to it. Just get to it. Okay, so starting off, though, we have, uh, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine conventions that were supposed to go happen this weekend. Unfortunately, one of them was canceled. 
Um, so we only have seven, I think it was. But in any case, though, um, these are going out across the world. So I'll start listing them off here. We have Animaniac Con in Cincinnati, Ohio. We have Anime Southwest in North Glen, Colorado. Anime Fest in Brno, Czech Republic. Uh, Asashi Con in Antioch, California. Eastern Shore Fan Con in Princess and Maryland. Uh, Clarksville Comic and and Anime Toy Con in Clarksville, uh, Tennessee. Uh, Dokomi in Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf, Germany. Uh, QuinnyCon was supposed to be held in Waterbury, Cincinnati, uh, CT, but that's been canceled. And then we have ShikaCon that was supposed to be held in Bristol. Shika, Shika. Uh, and, wow. and, and, wow. and Bristol, Tennessee. In Bristol, Tennessee? Apparently. There's a Bristol mm, in Tennessee. Bristol. Wait, I'm thinking of brisket. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee. Huh. Not one, not not England. No, okay. not Bristol, England. It's apparently like in the, like north, yeah, like a like northern part of Tennessee, apparently. Wow, other countries. No, just the states. That's another country. Have anime conventions. Mm. Yeah, but then again, well, and the, and then for um, Comic Cons, we have one la- one only one. And that is Lebanon Megacon in Lebanon. <laughs> Lebanon MO. I, th- I don't know if that's in the States or not. And then in Montana? Missouri. Missouri? Apparently yeah. Lebanon, Missouri. Lebanon Megacon in Lebanon, Missouri. But anyway, in any case, though, um, if you are attending any of these conventions, have fun, take care, be safe, and follow the ten rules of con, and don't be a dick. Uh, speaking of being a dick, I, I hate to be that guy, but I'm a little worried that there's some extra-dimensional quandary that's gone on here, because you said that there were nine conventions, one of them got canceled, so there were seven in the end. Oh, sorry. What exploded I, into non-existence? Well, I also I I was counting the I was counting the. Um, oh, you're counting Comic Con. Yeah, I was counting the Comic Con one. Okay, okay, that that makes sense then. Okay, yeah. hey, I was just like, wait, hold on a second. I know I was dying of laughter a second ago, but did I hear that right? <laughs> no, I, I made a quick um, a misspeak. I meant eight, and then blah 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 blah. So, anyways. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Um, in any case, though, so we are now moving on to the evening subject. So, uh, Robert, you wanted to talk about this one, but this is also something that all of us here as ra- as part of the Ranger podcast crew. Mm-hmm. So, yes. uh, so as everybody should be aware, if you've been loyal listeners and, you know, keeping up with all this stuff, <clears throat> uh, what the hell is going on in the background? Dana, oh, that's me. Not- that's, that's Tyler. <laughs> No, I'm, okay. I'm I'm doing prop stuff. I'm oh, like okay. I'm, I'm got I've got into a gluing phase, so I'm gluing all the things that need to be glued. I uh, am being courteous by keeping myself muted when I am not speaking. Mm. Uh, mm. That's the first for this group. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, you guys should be aware at this point because we dedicated another evening subject a couple of uh, months ago to the new Power Rangers movie that's coming out next year. Uh, a lot of us have been excited about it, and 
they're starting to actually film on it in the last couple of weeks. So we're starting to go and see some set photos. We're getting a little bit more, well, not a lot more, but a little tiny bit more on plot synopsis features. Uh, and we just want to talk about a couple of things. And by the way, our YouTube channel is officially fixed as of the airing date of the, of this podcast. So everybody will be able to go and pop on there and go and check out the, uh, pictures we're about to be talking about here because there's some uh there's some interesting <laughs> not the least of which and where we're going to start off the new logo or as i like to refer to it power rangers with harry potter lightning bolt yeah i saw that i think it looks okay this is messing with my childhood <laughs> I actually don't have a problem with it. I think it's a nice modern retouch uh to the old lightning bolt because I mean that thing's twenty three years old now. And I gotta be honest, I don't think it ever really made a heck of a lot of sense because it never fit into any of the theming stuff, really. So I don't know. I actually like it, but initially when I saw it, it was just like I remember seeing some Harry Potter promotional products before the movie came out. And that's what the lightning bolt scar looked like on his head at that point. It's like, huh, I'm having a weird double nostalgia trip and they shouldn't be going together. So wait, the, the lightning bolt not fitting in to the, the Power Ranger theme, you say, correct? Yeah. And how no, does wait it a not? Sec. Light, lightning the... generates power. No, I get... <laughs> no, lightning... <laughs> lightning creates electricity, which can be harnessed into power. Okay, gotta make Maybe that point there. suits are powered by electricity. I guess, I guess. Are I, they powered by electricity? Oh, oh my god. They're powered by the morphing smart grid. Cars. <laughs> They're powered by the morphing grid. Yeah. Or, you know. The like, power grid? <laughs> it's all coming power together. power grid probably has a DC jack. <laughs> DC? Wait a second. Batman. Batman. <laughs> Batman's a power ranger. Confirmed. Batman's the next power ranger. <laughs> oh my god uh, alright alright I, I didn't think that was going to get so interesting there so yeah new logo uh, everybody pretty satisfied with it I like it it's 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 still keeping like of course they didn't ditch the lightning bolt altogether which is okay but it's understandable yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I'm glad that they did they at least kept like parts of it in there, and it still looks fairly well and it's been updated to the now it like to the modernized versions. So. Actually, that's a way that that's a good. That's, there's a good point here. Um, the fact is, is they're not completely changing it as they're actually are making a reference to the M uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with the lightning bolt going right through it. Where do do any of the other ones have that in their kind of logo, or is it just Power Rangers off to the side, and then whatever the current theme is of the Power Rangers is normally big in the title? I got. Gonna... have to look. Yeah, um, if the... I remember correctly, Power Rangers. I think the Power Rangers logo always like the general like franchise has always had the lightning bolt. Yeah, it's kind of going. Yeah, yeah, like right between like right Power Lightning Bolt Rangers. Yep, Junk, uh, Ninja Storm has it, Jungle Fury has it. Dino Charge has it. Yeah, they use the exact same Power Rangers logo with the lightning bolt. 
Yeah. Um, Mega, sorry, Mega Super Force, what it was called? Super Mega Force. Super Mega Force. Worst name ever. (laughs) Super Mega Doppler Rangers Go. (laughs) I am so mad they just extended Mega Force into Go Kiger. That makes two of us. It it was not a bad season. It was better than it was better than Mega Force. I'll give it credit for that, but that still should have been a standalone series. Yeah, I mean, I wish I was the actor in that. That way I could be like, yeah, two series of Power Rangers. I, just like, I just, <laughs> my God, I just, uh, I still want to go and strangle that kid that was the Red Ranger in that one. Like, I, I blame Bad Direction for everybody else, but that guy, his voice acting work was terrible. His acting was terrible. I just, that is not a Red Ranger. He's probably someone they grabbed from Nickelodeon. I would not be surprised. I, oh, I know that Spawn's producing it independently of them, but it's still, I, I would not be surprised. Or Avatar, the last Airbender movie. <laughs> ah, <laughs> my heart. Uh, now, there's one that they did not pay any attention to source material on. So good on them for going and keeping the logo. You know, they modernized it, but it's still got soul. You can tell they spent some time thinking about this. It's not like that G.I. Joe uh, live-action movie, you know, what was it, The Rise of Cobra, where suddenly speed suits. That's yeah. that's our thing. Real American but, heroes. But anyways, from... uh, moving on to costumes. Oh, yes. We've speed seen... The only... The segway. Only, costumes. Yeah, segue Costumes. Um, moving into the only costume that has been revealed so far. And the only... Re- like, there was, like, of course, the one costume picture... That was released with makeup. And then, of course, there was the on-set photos. But we'll move to the... We'll take a look at it right now. And right up on the screen right now should be the re, the picture that we're talking about here. And yep. it's... If you put... The, like, we'll put this up upside, like, right here, Robert. Do you want to stick this up right beside the classic Rita as well? Oh, yeah. I've actually like, already got the picture sorted and styled right there. It is for everybody to see on YouTube. Okay. And boom. There it is. Yep. Okay. So that's the original, and that's the now. It's I think it's a little different. different. It's oh, radically wow. different. Yeah. yeah. Well, well. first off, Rita actually looks hot. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? She looked hot before. <laughs> yes, in a very 80s Madonna sort of way. <laughs> um, yeah. The new one. Yeah, so that is, that is kind of hot and very menacing. Like, I Agreed. actually am intimidated. I am as well. Like they, like they didn't go with. They kind of did like subtle spikes and and like shapings, like like uh, scales. And I kind of yeah. like it. And I, and I like how they. I personally, I like the colors that they chose. I really yeah. like what they well, did with the staff. They modernized the staff. Yes. 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 Guys, That's comment on everything. At. Yeah, comment on everything. I love the freaking staff. I have a theory about what this is that I'm saving until after we get all the comments out in the costume itself. I'm trying to it's, figure out what that oh what that is. Is that like a gold staff? Do you think or I think like so. a fully gold staff with a with a green gem or it's interesting. Um, I want to make the picture bigger so I can look closer at it. Uh, make the picture. She she looks like Headhunter Nidalee from League. <laughs> That's um. You got a point, actually. That's a, that's looking, a very good comparison. <laughs> yeah, because looking at kind of like the headband, like even for her hair, if you kind of scroll up, it was like the only difference is really the color, and kind of like the things on her face and. 
But I can I can understand that. Hmm. Now I want to look at her and like she looks really dirty. She crawled out of a trash can. Uh and not just any trash can, a space trash. Space trash can. Is she supposed to look like that the entire time, or is that just? No, but I don't think that's dirt. I'm pretty sure those are bruises and veins. I'm not sure. Uh, I wouldn't call them bruises I... and veins. They wouldn't put that into a kids show. Well, uh, I mean, this is be- this is a PG-13 rated Power Rangers movie. So I mean, I'm wondering, like, if that's like during a battle or something, or if that's just what she looks like the entire time, where she just looks kind of grimy. That's so, kind of what I'm wondering about. I do. I like the I like the ridges though that they added they the prosthetics that they added to her forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of gives that nice angular look that I'm thinking. That kind of brow. Yeah. Oh, I love that eyebrow work. Yeah. I don't think she has eyebrows. Do you see any eyebrows in there? No, no, they're not eyebrows. But look what they went and did. They accented the lines where they would go and be. So it's just the prosthetics. It's a flesh mark. Yeah. It looks like she's kind of like part lizard. Got them on her chin too. Yeah. Like part dragon under her skin. Maybe. Looks very reptilian. That's the yeah. best way to describe it, I guess. Um, Do you think yeah. they're going to add Zed at all? Or they're not, just going to focus uh, on this? I don't think they're going to add Zed. I, 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 oh my god, my theory. Oh my god. Ugh. What's your theory? Okay, okay. Um, before we get to that, uh, I do just want to go and make a point here. I'm pulling up three more pictures here. Um, this is the pictures they were talking about with the staff now getting a chance to go and look at that. And she's posing in a couple of different formats. And this is another thing like the lightning bolt in modernizing the style, but still going and keeping the spirit of something alive. There's two pictures of her actively posing. She's got kind of a, you know, what to bring it on sort of pose. And then she's got one where she's openly screaming. Screaming. Yeah. And tell me those are not reflective of the attitude of the original Rita Repulsa. I was really excited to go and see uh, the actress they chose to go and play Rita in this movie because she generally does a lot of funny comedy things. And now going and seeing this admittedly hot and really threatening outfit combined with these mannerisms and actions, I'm I'm just seeing something really special coming together. Despite the fact the costume is very different from the original, mm. that just looks amazing. The combination of that of those elements. So. Okay, I had to get that out of the way before I went to theory. Oh, yeah, here's some more f- pictures. Oh, you found um, some more? Oh yeah, I found tons more. Oh, I'll put a little link in here for you, right around here. There you go. Where <laughs> that is? There it goes. It's in the photos there. Okay, let's uh, let's see what so we got. Going. On, like wires and stuff. Ooh, which pictures are we talking about here? I just I'm not link. seeing them. There's a oh, there we link. go. In the middle there. Okay, there it is. It was hidden. Uh, let's take a look. Okay, so maybe getting thrown back, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Maybe she actually floats around. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, but I you mean, have to was... look. If you look at the third picture, okay, because um, she kind of looks surprised, but... I don't know. It's, it's, this is a lot of context looking just at a photo. 
So all I know is that she got a harness, so she's going to do some flying around. Maybe she jumps, maybe she gets hit, maybe she flies back, because, like, hey, that is a thing in the Power Rangers where they get hit and do very over-drastic throws and falling and all that kind of jazz. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, this, uh, ooh, there's... There's a video. There. There is there is some excitement going on here with Elizabeth Banks. Um, okay, everybody, cool if I go into my theory as to what's up with the outfit. Let's hear it. Okay, so initially when I saw this, I did have a WTF moment. I was like, "What the hell is this? This, this isn't Rita Repulsa. She looks like the Green Ranger." Yeah. yeah. No. No, 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 no. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. So here's the thing. Just from knowing and reading all the commentary from producers, both at Saban as well as Lionsgate, who's producing this, this is the first film in what's intended to be at least a three-part series. They've not made any Green Ranger announcements. And I think with good reason, my guess is... This is the origin story. They're going to focus on the main five, how they got their powers. You know, true origin spectacle. She's got gold and teeth. I, yeah. And I think they're going to roll this into the Green Ranger origin and be something that shows up right at the end. Great tease for the second movie. Go through that where the Green Ranger will probably be evil. And for the third first, movie. For the third yeah. Movie. Yeah. Third movie, Redemption, White Ranger. Because you just can't go and have, or you just can't go and have the green storyline by itself without going there. I, I just have a suspicion about that. And looking at this, considering on how they've put a lot of effort, it looks like um, both going into the logo as well as that staff with how it really does seem to be a very modern touch on the old concept. You know, just the way it's shaped. Uh, and looking at everything else, they seem to be actually paying a lot of attention to smaller details. And I'm just looking at all of the green accents with the gold pe- or with the gold fixtures, the way the shoulders are cut. There's a lot of elements more from the Dragon Sword, I would go and say, than the Green Ranger. I, I just can't wonder... wait to hear. I can't wait to see what that looks like. I know, seriously, right? I, that's one of the things I'm most excited for. My suspicion is that this time around. Uh, We'll probably go and have Rita escaping from whatever dimensional prison she's stuck in. And it'll be revealed at some point during the course of the film that she was Zordon's first ranger or something like that. Like she tapped into the power of whatever it is they're going and using, you know, the ancient power, quote unquote, that they're referring to in the plot synopsis. So they're going to be fighting her. So the five teenagers with attitude are going to be fighting against the, you know, I'll just go with the failed uh first attempt in <laughs> the, original, the original the yeah. original teenager with too much attitude exactly hey and at the end of it those powers through some weird circumstance will end up getting transferred uh, uh to another person either willingly or you know maybe the green ranger powers are just twisted and corrupted or something like that and that leads to the perfect green with envy storyline for a second movie Maybe. So, what do you think? What do you think, Dan? So, I, I think that could, that could be true. Mm-hmm. But then, if it goes from the second movie to third, like if you remember the series, how long it freaking took for that candle to burn? 
Mm-hmm. It's like instead of lighting the green candle, they're gonna take what like a blowtorch to it. Be like, all right, time for <laughs> third movie. You're gonna lose your powers. <laughs> That's if we assume that the candle thing actually is in there. Because yeah, they might I, change it. Yeah, because that was really awkward. I I will say part of my context comes from owning Zhu Ranger now, um, since that was released here in the U.S. and getting to see what the Japanese source material for that first season of Power Rangers was based off of. Oh my god, the candle thing makes perfect freaking sense in Zhu Ranger, and it made... What did it make really sense? No... What was it supposed to do in Zhu Ranger? Well, in Zhu Ranger, it was actually... Um, trying to think about the way of going and describing it. It, uh, it was a representation of the Green Ranger's life force, because the Green Ranger, when he got introduced, he didn't realize this initially, but he was dead and resurrected by Bandora who was Rita Repulsa in the Japanese version. Uh, and when he turned against her, she stopped supplying him with life energy, and only through this mystic force was he allowed to stay alive. And the candle, as it was burning down, was showing the amount of remaining life force that he had. Ah. So whenever he was out in the field, the candle would burn faster, versus if he was in this ethereal plane, uh, the candle wouldn't go and melt at all. So that was the reason why in the series... Tommy was always showing up late to the fights. It was because the character very rarely went and showed up to go and fight with the exception of when they were in the most dire situations. Cause the longer he was out, the faster he would die. Like the green Ranger does not make it to the end of the series. Mm. Probably should have put a spoiler alert in there somewhere. Uh, but it was a really cool analog to go and see, you know, as a representation of how long his life was and seeing it slowly burn down. And you were really emotionally invested in it. In Power Rangers, it's like, okay, there's a candle and it burns and it saps away the Green Ranger's power. Okay, I guess that makes about as much sense as anything else going on here. Like, it's not bad for narrative sakes, but it's got a real logic it made, gap. I thought it, I thought it made sense. It was like, if they, if he runs out, he isn't able to summon the Zords. He won't able to. He won't be able to fight. He won't be able to help protect Earth. Yeah, no, it, it was good enough to go and you know write for that first season, but you could definitely tell the writer. <laughs> It's in season two and season three, because then suddenly, yeah. hey, everything started making sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I still love Power Rangers and all the original stuff, but I will say watching it back. OK, that first season, you could tell they had no idea what was going on and they really only expected to be a 20 episode run. Well, yeah, totally. like everything that came after that. It was like, OK, we have a hit on our hands. We actually need to put effort into this now. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And now so. they're coming out with a higher budget movie i guess they already came out with a movie they came out with two yeah. movies one yeah. was awesome one was not so awesome <laughs> can we just call yeah. it bad can we just call turbo bad turbo was i thought turbo was decent turbo was it was garbage <laughs> it was great but to the, dvd yeah but it I personally like. Was that parts, even DVD? Like, that was VHS. You have to admit, yeah. though, that you like. You have to admit, oh, you liked a little bit of it. Oh, there were some moments in there that were good. It was just the first movie had such a great narrative behind it, and it was constantly keeping the action up. So you were always better interested and invested in. Oh my god, so much better! Like the, the amount of design work they did for that one it was on a whole nother level and the first one was a financial success it was a little bit of a soft hit but it still more than made back its budget and had a very good uh uh home distribution uh life because that was when home video for especially kids movies with the exception of disney 
that really wasn't well established. And that was considered to be one of the few real successes outside of that for a children's movie. Uh, you know, not for a direct-to-home model, but for a re-release model for a live-action children's movie. That one really worked out well, which is part of the reason why they did Turbo, although they did that on such a limited budget, and I think everybody could tell. Chances so are, Turbo, they still made their money back. Because, like, with Turbo, when you've got straight... Like, it was a straight-to-VHS. There was no... Well, uh, there was a theatrical release for that. Was there? Are you sure? Oh, I guarantee it. I saw it in the theater, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking at. Was it? I'm looking. Was it a big theatrical release? No, it was kind of not really announced. I remember seeing it in theaters, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, 1800 hmm. theaters. Wow, that's actually a pretty. Hold on, I gotta look up something. <laughs> talk, uh, talk to Tyler. I'm. Uh, uh, okay, well, I, I was, I was gonna consider. Here. I was gonna start talking about how. Um, Play, uh, movies like they if they're a straight to VHS they can be garbage but oh, because yeah. they're not putting a movie into the theaters and doing advertising costs a lot of money and so you're basically advertising for the VHS and the movie just by going to the theaters but if you make a movie that doesn't really cost a whole lot of money that's like low budget then you stick it on dvd or vhs i guess it's, it's all vhs back then um once you sell enough of them you've made your money back and it's easier to do it that way because you don't have to promotion it you can just throw them on the thing and people are gonna like oh power rangers or i'm gonna buy that because the thing was you could get their episodes on vhs too like that was a thing um yep. like you could go I think you only get one episode. Yeah, they didn't have more than one episode on there. So, um, because I remember going out to like a friend's house and he had them all on VHS because his parents bought them. Um, wow, that's that must have been a lot of money back then to buy an Dude, episode on a whole yeah. VHS. I remember, like, they had a couple episodes on some of the ones I bought, but I remember calling the number on the back of the one and, like, talking to customer service when I'm a little kid and being like, hey, why don't you have a kid who's a Power Ranger? And then two years later, they have a kid. Boom, look at that. You made a difference. I did. Good job. Oh, God damn it, Dave. It's your freaking fault. <laughs> oh, yeah, I always I remember... thought about that. But in any way, um, last, let's go back right now, back to the Now movie, and we'll talk about this Krispy Kreme thing. I actually hadn't even seen this yet. Oh, okay, yeah, so. <laughs> but one of the pictures has a Krispy Kreme in it? Yes, yes. Uh, the last Just one. Donut shop. The, yeah, the last one in the dock. Yeah, uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. Um, so this is becoming a little bit of a joke around the internet, and we don't know for sure what the circumstance here is. But they put a lot of money into setting up this marquee for Krispy Kreme, so we assume it's not just basic product placement. It looks like instead of uh, the youth center where the Rangers, you know, all met in the in the original series. It looks like instead of going and being at Ernie's, it's going to be um, at Krispy Kreme. So not so. Uh, yeah, product placement oh, at its best. It's, it's the malt go. shop where they hang out and be yep. kids and have lots of attitude. What yep. are you kids doing? Ah, we're hanging out at the, the donut shop. Ah, yeah, kids. That's that's where attitude kids hang out because you kids are full of attitude. 
I actually really hope this is Teenagers. a thing. <laughs> I really hope this is a thing because there's a Krispy Kreme really close to me, and I just want to go and show up in costume and just go and take some derptastic pictures. They better put a jukebox, a Taekwondo mat in there, a robe. <laughs> there better be all sorts of shit. It could just, be, but then again, it could just be literally just that. Just oh, we paid a shit ton of money, put a marquee in. Yep. No, if Maybe that's it could case, be could be nothing. Could just yep. be this. That's just a photo that they happen to snap at, and like maybe there's like a uh, ten seconds or fifteen seconds of a fight, and they fly into Krispy Kreme, and that's it. Could be nothing, yep. unless there's a bunch more photos of Krispy Kreme somewhere. Well, they gotta have yeah, money in yeah, there. Yeah, because like we don't. Yeah, because we've only had so many photos, and they're all just of Rita in this one fight scene in this small. Like we still haven't seen. The Rangers Any are... of the Rangers? We haven't even. Do we even know? Who, is there going to be even a Zordon? Like, do we even know who Zordon's going to be? Uh, trying to remember what his name is over at Saban. He did confirm that Zordon would be uh, recruiting the Rangers, but they've made no cast announcement or anything like that. So it'll probably just be a voiceover of something like what we saw. Um, hopefully from the 95 Power Ranger movie, because I still like, find it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, I still find it absolutely hilarious that the, 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 all the visual that you see of Zordon and all of like the original, like anytime you see him was done on one day yeah. and just replayed again and again and again. And with yeah. him just coming in to do more audio every couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, the original, that head, it's, Three looped, uh, three looped segments. Yep, it's just the lips never matched up for a reason. They were just going and using one of three angles. That's the reason why he kind of looked down. He was looking straight ahead, and there's ones where it looked where you're looking straight up his nose. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was all it was. <laughs> well, what do you what do you expect? That's nobody yeah. really cared back then. So. Well, that, budgets. Well, that's the budgets. Also, that's the cheap. Cheaper. That's the cheap TV show they're trying to make that took off. Yeah. It, it was 20 episodes. That was all they had a commitment for. They were trying to do it as cheap as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the command center set itself was stolen from another show where they went and imported some kaiju thing. and just went and saved the backdrop. I've, I got to remember what the hell it was, but they, they the only thing they had to basically do was go and bring in the viewing globe which was a set prop from like lost in space or something like that. It was like a 30 year old prop. And then they had to go and build a little terminal. Like mm. I'm pretty sure the most expensive thing they had to put money into for the original power ranger series was building alpha. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah. So there you go. I, That's uh, yeah. And, we, all we have are photos of just like Rita and yeah. A uh, little bit of backdrop drop. Yeah. 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 But like, this is, this is a fight scene. This is a, like a 30 second fight scene or whatever of that. So yeah. who knows yeah. how important any of that stuff really is. It might Just be longer it, though. Cause this is a movie. Don't forget. So it might be like a 10 minute fight scene for all we know. Possibly, We've only gotten like 30 seconds of it. Like I just look, I uh, put some, I put some links in there with some more photos and it's literally, they even have a little bit of a clip of like the 30 seconds. It could be a longer yeah. fight scene, but we don't that, have those. The little, cl- the little clip that I watched, though, it's literally the same thing twice. Her yeah. walking down the street. Because yeah. fight scenes, they take a long time to shoot. It, it oh, looks like it's. Me, yeah. yeah, so they can take forever to shoot it, but they only get like 30 seconds of it. 30 seconds to maybe a couple minutes. 
So yeah. just because it looks like a lot of stuff when they actually edit it, cut it down, it's not going to be oh, no, no. that much. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So we this is only the, the tiniest little snippet into the movie that we've seen, and it's mm-hmm. just a lot of costume. So we kind of know what Rita Repulsa looks like. She's probably going to look like that for the entire movie. Uh, she might have less ripped clothes. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Is it's a fight scene. She might have less ripped clothes. She might be cleaner, not as dirty, or she might just look like that for the entire thing. And here's the other thing I, I just thought of when you when you were saying that, is that this just might be the undersuit. She could have like a robe that she wears oh, yeah. over the top. Yeah, could. And oh. she shuck, and, and when she's off when she fights, she gets rid of it. I wonder though, because they've got they posted that one photo on on the magazine and like it's what it is. And so that's like a proper hey, this is what Rita Repulsa looks like. So it might never, not be the case. Well, maybe, uh, who knows that? We'll, ne- we'll never know until though until we actually see the movie. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like they're shooting more end sequence or you know later on in the movie sequences here. That may yeah. have been a very smart move on their part with that People magazine cover that they promoted. Because if they're shooting this stuff this late and they know people are going to be taking pictures of this stuff, what better way to go and get ahead of potential controversy than just to go and throw out something like this and have people surprised later on farther in the production cycle or when the movie actually comes out with, you know, possibly, you know, robe or something like that, that might be closer, at least color wise to what her original outfit was like. Cause yeah, I mean, this could be, this could be the battle form versus the, you know, casual laid back form, so to speak. Yeah. This yeah, this armor reminds me more of Ward Zed than it does Rita. So yeah, yeah. But in uh, any case, though. Yeah. Um, so before we go and roll on here, uh, everybody looking at this stuff, um, more excited, less excited, or just kind of the same? More excited, more excited. A little bit more. Like I was already yeah. kind of excited that the movie was coming. I'm like, but I was skeptical. I'm like, what are they going to do this time? This is going to be interesting. But now, like this, like okay, I'm starting to see more concept. I'm starting to see production. Okay, I'm a little bit more excited. But like, it, it was the same way with Deadpool. Like, yeah. So, I'm a different kind of excited. Yeah. So <laughs> I was excited when I first heard about it, but now I'm actually getting pictures and stuff. So the kind of movie that I was thinking they'd make and the kind of movie that I'm now more expecting to make are two different kind of excitements, same level. Mm. It's branched. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you there, Tyler. So, Dane? Yes, sir. What do you think? More excited, less excited, same level? Mm. We need more info. Okay, okay. It's too early at this point. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, Dane, I don't want to over Dane's not, getting, exactly. yeah, Dane's not getting caught in the hype train. All right. All right, so moving on down the list, it's time for the Fandom of the Week. What is a fandom? Movies, TV, anime, web series, anything can become one. But the internet has made them into something more. Wars have been fought over whose fandom is the greatest. Families, friendships, and marriages have all been lost in these battles. Every week, we see who has what it takes to be the best. It's Rob's Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week. 
let's see who has what it takes to be it this week. Yeah! Woo! Yeah! 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 yeah, yeah. Cool, bro. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, more into this than normal. Wow. <laughs> Okay, welcome to Rob Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week. This week. <laughs> also known as the Fandom of the Week. And this time around, not only are we getting information on Power Ranger movies coming out here, but just a couple of days ago, Disney confirmed eight, uh, eight new films that are in the production slate right now for live-action films, including a sequel to the... Uh, 2013 hit Maleficent. Uh, Jungle Book 2 is coming out, which actually has me really excited because I've always hated the name The Jungle Book because it's only one story from the original book. Okay, that's my rant right there. And uh, a real surprise, Cruella starring Emma Stone. Hmm. It's going to be interesting. Cruella as in Cruella DeVille? Yeah. Interesting. I actually yeah. hadn't heard about that one. Yeah, this is only like two days old here. This is... This is still pretty hot information, and they did confirm... They announced it a while ago. Well, they've talked about this stuff, but now it's officially on the production slate. It's kind of mm. like... Uh, it's like like all the Marvel movies like three years ago. They're like, oh, we want to do these. Is like, And then like, oh, yeah, we're all we're making these movies. Maybe, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, because for example, like Dumbo, um, Tim Burton was tapped to go and be the director of it like a year and a half, maybe two years ago. But it's only now officially been put into production. A lot of this stuff okay. is pre Wait, what? Hold on. Yeah. Wait, what? Dumbo. Tim Burton's doing a Dumbo movie, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Are we yeah. talking CG, or are they actually going to train an elephant with really big ears? I hope the latter, but it's Tim Burton, so I'm betting on CGI, because he's been really It's going to be like play animation. Oh, oh, that'd be awesome. I, I could live with that. <laughs> and it's going to be very dark. Yeah. Or they might just go the Alice in Wonderland. It's probably going to be Alice in Wonderland. Double I go for new clay fighters. Man, oh. he'd do a great thing for the pink elephants. Like, that'd probably be the best scene in the movie is, like, the pink elephants. That is and the one thing it. That is the one thing I am looking forward to out of that movie. And then the rest of the movie will just kind of be, eh. Yeah. Because okay, I don't know how you make that. Uh, pink elephants on parade. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, yes, it gets even freakier, too. So, Tim Burton's directing. Oh, but God. you got uh, Aaron Kruger that's uh penning the story or the penning the screenplay and this is the guy that wrote the script for transformers age of extinction so this thing already looks like a hot mess in the first place but i'm still i i, I want to see that pink elephant scene so i will be there i'll i'll, I'll show up to that movie for some um, reason whenever you were like pink elephants i'm like the only thing i can really think is it keeps reminding me of heffalops and woozles i'm like what the hell is my mind doing well, that I was also that, that was another drug trip. So yeah, mm. they got. And I I think they're almost a very similar song too, aren't they? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Parade, no, I don't think of the half. Parade. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, man, it's kind of in the back man. Anyways, so yeah, but yeah, so. Just because we started talking about this, I'm just going to spend 10 seconds and just go and burn through this. So Cruella, uh, Cruella starring Emma Stone, uh, A Wrinkle in Time finally actually being made into a movie. They've had the rights for that one for like 20 years now. So 
Okay. Cool. If anybody read that in school, uh, so. this is this is one that I heard about like a year ago in the rumor mill, and have been mm-hmm. praying would turn into a real thing. Jungle Cruise, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Wait, what? Yes. Jungle Cruise. Yes, like the ride to Disneyland. Like I want, I want to see this. <laughs> the idea for the movie sounds horrible, and then you put the rock in there. It's just like, yes, I need this comedy in my like life. Like the Magic King, like the Disney World's Magic Kingdom ride. Like, yeah, yeah, that's so weird. I know. Okay. I know. Okay, we're gonna let it happen. Uh, then you got Dumbo. Um, this is one that blows my mind because this is something they've been wanting to do now for almost 50 years and just Dumbo. never actually gone through with Who a remembers sequel to Mary po- Poppins. Uh, oh, really? They're finally doing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the sequel they always wanted to do, they're finally moving ahead with it. Uh, then you got Maleficent 2. Uh, the Nutcracker and the Four Realms have no idea about any information on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jungle Book 2, so another one of the stories from the Jungle Book book is going to get done. It's not just going to be Mowgli all over again. Yay. And an as-of-yet unnamed live-action Tinkerbell project starring Reese Witherspoon. Man, there's a lot of live-action. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. And that's not the only stuff that's on their slate. These are just the ones they announced this week. Um, so you're going to start seeing those from July of 2017. And it looks like the Tinkerbell project, uh, they haven't confirmed which movies go to which slate, but it's expected that's a December 2019 film. Uh, just by the way, the production work has already gone along for a lot of these on the pre-production schedule. So interesting. We'll see where this all ends up. So really fascinating. And that's why our fandom of the week is going to be, uh, Disney live action movies. So your Pirates of the Caribbean, your Mary oh, Poppins. Disney live action, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. They, they've got Tron, yeah. I guess, too. Tron. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, the original. See, now you're track. thinking of things, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I just remembering things that were in Kingdom Hearts games right now. <laughs> I know it's one of those things where you don't think about it too much, and then suddenly you start getting hit with one or two names, and you're just like. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Santa Claus. Yeah, that was one of their movies. Uh, Princess Diaries. And, well, not the best yeah, example. tons of movies, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. I guess, anyway, who I do guess you want to go Pirates, first? Pirates of the Caribbean is based off a ride. So yeah. mm-hmm. having these other movies, that games that are based off of rides, or, yeah, movies based off of rides doesn't seem far-fetched. Because they, so, no. they've got four out of Pirates of the Caribbean, and they're coming out with another one. God. So. Like, so, it's basically, um, it's just basically, like, no plot. There is no plot to the ride. So they just have a theme. Yeah. So it's oh, basically just, anything that can happen in a jungle, like the jungle ride. It's Yeah. Yeah. Anything well, you jungle. you want to go first, uh, Robert? I think I've already started, Cole. Oh, yep. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so what do you pick? If you haven't catch, caught up on that. So Pirates yep. of the Caribbean, then? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say Pirates of the Caribbean. I... I I was think I was like kind of taught and like couldn't think about stuff and so like the only thing that popped in my mind was Mary Poppins, and mm. like because that's still a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a great movie. It, it surprisingly still stands up. Yeah, um, because yeah, now they just the animation is still just like their old school animation when they pop into there and it doesn't look off. 
which you can also bring up, Cole, when you talk about your movie, mm-hmm. which is, is that really Disney, that movie? That, uh, is. that is. That is a Disney first-party production, although it did have Warner Brothers characters in there, which is hilarious. It was, yeah. uh, but we'll talk about that when we get closer to mine. Yeah, yeah. who framed Roger Rabbit? I'm just bringing it out there. Oh, hey. Uh, <laughs> All um, right. But, like, I guess, like, that's an interesting concept of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean is just their own story they wrote up. All they had to do was kind of throw in some uh, things from the ride, basically, they, which they they kind of spread out through. Like, they kind of had a couple... Um, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, allusions? Allusions? To the ride? Um, yeah. I think you're only supposed to use allusions for, like, Bible verses. Anyways, um yeah, they have that to the right in the first one, and they have some references, and then they have s- some more references in the other movies, and it almost seems like they used the ones that were like they cherry picked the best ones or like the very blatant basic ones that they could think of. Um, no, they didn't even do that because like the going down to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, like you get the uh, dead men tell no tales, and this is the last kindly word you'll hear. They don't use that until the third movie. So, like, it's almost like the third movie where they start pulling back those kind of themes. Because even when they go over to World's Edge, like, David Jones Locker, it, like, the screen goes black. And then they just actually play sounds from the ride. Because it's, like, falling into that ride. Because also, in the ride, you're supposed to go down a waterfall go through this pirate thing and then go back up a waterfall and they kind of pull that into world's end too. So like they start pulling more themes from the ride later into the movies. They went where the first movie really doesn't have a whole lot about it. It's just a pirate movie. So yeah, maybe pirates pirates are kind of done and they're going to the jungle stuff now with the jungle book and maybe that jungle ride. And maybe that's going to be the next big thing. We'll have to see. Yeah, definitely. That one, Civil War, right? That's what we'll see. <laughs> Two roller coasters going at each other. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go and bite my tongue right now because I've got some information about what's going on at Disney World right now. So, uh, uh. oh, you got the inside scoop? I've, I've got a lot of information on uh, Disney and Marvel stuff because I've got friends that work now at the various different companies between Wet Industries and uh, Marvel First Party Productions. I still haven't told you guys the information I cannot talk about on the podcast involving... Talk about it. No one listens to this podcast anyways. About no, no, um, no. Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, about Spider-Man. I already know. I know why he's not part of it anymore. Yeah, well, no. It's more than just that, though, because there's something... What? I, uh, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll talk we'll about this later. Afterwards. Yeah, Tell yeah, us no. now. You no, can't. we can't. I, For I, legal I, reasons, we can't. Yeah, I exactly. guess that call. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so if we just randomly skip into another conversation, uh, then that's because we edited it out. I'm not editing anything out. I'm just saying that we can't talk about it. Yeah. And that's how I know that the best time of the spring for donuts is on a Tuesday. Uh, if, you, if we just jumped into a conversation, it's because something got edited out uh, for the viewers at home. Viewers? Yeah, we really got distracted there, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah we got all. But anyways, um, so Dane... Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So I guess um, I'm just making. What did you have to? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Robert, who do you want to go next? <laughs> Cole's where, trying where, to make a gonna... joke, but he's not good at it. Yeah, no, no, it's it's okay. Actually, I do want to go and hear uh, 
because Dane has not been talking as much as we expected him to. Uh, Dane, got to... He's going to fall asleep. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a concern with this guy. Um, although I've got a muffin ready to go to wake him up just in case. So uh, we're, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, go away. Yes. Yeah, so Dane, um, a favorite or a notable in your mind uh, Disney live action movie? Tron Legacy. Uh-huh. Okay. So really, really loved Tron. Like the first one was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Second one, even though it didn't end the way I wanted it to, it was still a really cool live action movie by Disney. Um, and I'm hoping, hoping a third one comes out. There's still a lot of push for that, especially with all the Easter eggs on the Blu-ray. So there has to be with how that movie ended. I am not satisfied with the ending. Yeah. Oh God. The, the Flynn lives campaign. My God. I still fuck, talk about fuck Flynn, Tron, Tron lives. <laughs> like the movie's called Tron, but he's like not even a big part of it. Oh, it, that one kills me because then you had Tron Uprising, which was supposed to be the bridge between the first movie and the second one. It was supposed to explain, you know, why oh. Tron was out of the picture in the whole thing. You showed me an episode or two of that at a convention like a couple years back. Oh my god, it's so so freaking good. That whole that was, damn thing is so freaking good, and then it died because nobody watched it. That was the, the game was though too. Yeah, yeah, because like the game, the video game was the exact same thing where they talked about it and like, spoiler, Tron gets merged with another guy, mm-hmm. I guess, and so well, that's the whole thing is that bad guy is just Tron the entire time. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay. But so, in any case, yeah. no. I, I still I still want to cry over that one. All right, Cole, talk about yours because I need some, I need some happy. I need some Robert Zemeckis in my life. All right, so I decided, like Tyler decided to give away early. Um, I picked two framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Wow, because it was now, a huge secret or something. <laughs> no, but um, that was it was one of the first movies I ever watched that kind of incorporated. Or the first movie I'd ever personally seen that incorporated cartoons into live action. Mm-hmm. And, of course, anybody who's seen it knows Roger Rabbit um, is a set. Like, the way that Hollywood works is that Hollywood is right next door to Toontown, where all the, to- all the cartoon characters live. And they film with, um, what was it, Warner Brothers Studios... When was this set? I'm trying to remember when this movie was set. It was like in the 40s or something uh, like that. Okay, so the era is never directly described, but it's kind of interpreted to be a early 1950s film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah like, how they dressed and all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. It's and actually especially... based. Yeah, it's based on. The screenplay itself is based on a novel called Who Censored Roger Rabbit? Yeah. By Gary K. Wolf from 1981. Mm-hmm. So, and let's see if that one actually specifies when this actually took place. Uh, it doesn't actually say when it took place, but it's it's an interesting show, and it kind of like shows the story of one man's, I guess, mission to tr- like a forced mission of a dr- of a depressed private detective, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. um, that who's 
partner has died, got killed by a tune. As this is how when all the cartoons are called, they're called tunes. And all the tunes that are known like Bugs Bunny and and um, uh, Porky Pig and stuff like that, they're all people that can negotiate for themselves and have agents and all that fun and like they're just like normal oh, actors. I- yeah, but anybody we, we've well, all seen. I, I, I know think we, most people have seen, so you can kind yeah, of. Skip, I know. I, oh, yeah, I know. Skip the describing the movie and just. Kind yeah, of, sorry. It, it went. It's gotten into habit, but it's <laughs> one of those. Yeah, but it's just one of those things that I thought was always. It always stuck out in my mind that it was one of the first things that I thought it was always a cool transition. I'm not sure. Was it one of the first that ever did that? Uh, it wasn't one of the first that did that, but it's still arguably the best because of their actual I, I, integration. I mentioned Mary Poppins. Whoa, yeah. whoa, guys. Space Jam. Good point. Mary Poppins. Yeah. Yeah. Space, oh, Jam. Yeah. Space Jam. I, I don't like, know. I think, that's, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was first. Yeah, that, that was 1988 when Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out. And with that one, that had something Mary unique that they Poppins really haven't touched on too much. Yeah, Mary Poppins actually probably did better. Oh yeah, no, it did. Well, I would. I don't. Or, or sooner, little... sooner, sooner, sorry, sooner, sooner, yeah, sooner. Yeah, came like, out sooner. Mary Poppins did it first, and like they did a very good job of it, where they brought oh, yeah, in, yeah. they mixed the two of live action and cartoons. So they did that in the sixties. Um, with uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it's more. Actually, there's more cartoons in live action than that one. Exactly. Oh, it's yeah. it's almost a reverse in this situation, because in Who yeah. Framed Roger Rabbit, it's mostly set in the real world, so the cartoons are actually interacting with the real world. There's an amazing scene uh, where Roger's actually going and breaking plates over his head, and they actually had to make up this machine with a mechanical arm that would pick up the stuff and run through, and they animated over it. But that was what made that movie such a success was going. Oh, what was, I'm trying to remember the word he was screaming the entire time he was doing that. Oh God. I no, pain. no pain. No pain. Yeah. Yep, no pain. <laughs> that's it. That's this. it. Oh God. It's an amazing scene. And that was one of those things. Like if you think of nothing else in that movie, a lot of people remember that scene. Cause this is like, Oh my God, that cartoon's actually interacting with the real world. Now they do a lot of that stuff with CGI, but you could actually go yeah. and see, the individual pieces of these plates breaking and seeing the way that it worked through the body of the character animation. It's really gorgeously done. And there was a whole bunch of scenes that were done like that. That was just a very close and intimate one. So I think it sticks in people's heads very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's that's the whole thing now is like a lot of things are CGI and they're not meant to look cartoony. They're meant to look more real than anything. And then, so they make it a lot more flawless of how they interact with the world. So it's not, the, the the whole point of it now is not to notice that it's interacting with the world with that something that's not real. It's supposed to look like it's real and doing that. Where in that, it was the old, kind of the opposite, I guess, is taking the thing that's not real and making it interact with the world. And so that's the whole uh, thing that kind of pops out and doesn't look right or makes it look right, I guess. It's, yeah, but it's, I guess Space Jams is the next one to talk up with. Yeah, yeah. So Robert, I guess it's yours then. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to kind of even glance over mine here um, just because Mary Poppins is still one of the highest grossing live action films that Disney went and put out. <laughs> and adjusted for inflation, it's still a huge film just to the general film industry. That was 
that was back when Disney was producing films to be an all ages experience versus going and being a kid's movie and all that. I mean, this was Walt Disney in his prime um, after he came back to the company after getting kicked out of it. There's I'm a Disney file. I, I know way too much about this crap. Um, but there was a movie that came out in 2013, which documented my favorite Walt Disney story, which was the production held that was Mary Poppins because they got a hold of the film rights to go and do, or to go and adapt the book that it was based off of, uh, to a film, but they didn't have creative control. Cause that was something that was guaranteed by the author of the book. And the movie starring Tom Hanks and, uh, Emma Watson, just an amazing film about this social recluse who wrote Mary Poppins and the backstory that really inspired the book and Walt Disney's persistence trying to not only become her friend, but also to get the film made. This is one of the most fascinating stories in Hollywood period. And the film shockingly stayed very true to the real world elements of it. So even though this wasn't a fantasy story or anything like what a lot of the Disney stuff we've talked about was, it's one of the most compelling films you'll ever watch in the same or at the same time because you're seeing the scene with the penguins. Oh my god, that almost derailed the entire production when they're going and writing the music for it, and it looks like they finally got everything going. But one of her demands was that there would be no cartoons; it wouldn't be an animated film. And she just could not understand this idea, and not surprising, because nobody had done it before, of you'll have real people dancing with cartoons. So it's a cartoon. No, it's not a, it's not a cartoon. It's still a live-action movie. Starring Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, why would you put him into anything? And it's one of the greats of Hollywood. <laughs> he serves no... He serves no good actor at all. It's like, oh my god, I... It's an amazing film. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gushing now. I completely derailed my own arguments here. So what you're saying is that I should probably watch that movie. I am saying that you need to watch that movie. If you love Mary Poppins, watch that film, see the production it went through, and then watch Mary Poppins again. Because you will have a whole different appreciation and understanding of just how amazing that film is. Oh, yeah, Mary Poppins also, because I never saw Mary Poppins. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm finding that's actually a common thing. There's a lot of people that actually haven't seen Mary Poppins. I agree. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Actually, the funny thing is, I actually just typed in like Mr. Banks, Mr. Banks, and I actually found a whole list of like nine things that are wrong about that film. I know, I know. There's there's some things that are not quite right on there. Although there's a lot of things that people have misinterpreted about it as well. I've read a couple of things where it's like, oh, this film is all wrong because of this reason. It's like. Wait, what? Why? Why are you making a big deal out of that? That's not even part of this. It's like, oh my god. But yes, yeah, that's it's fascinating. Although part of it is there's you know this you know culture against Walt Disney, and they just try to look for anything. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes along with this. It's not a controversial film. It's great, and like I said, if nothing else, you will learn a whole different appreciation for that amazing film that is Mary Poppins, which I stand by is one of the greatest films ever made. Mm-hmm. If for no other reason, then it still holds up today. Yeah. Because 1964. All right. I'm done. Mm. Band of the week's over. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, week's done. Gone. Week's done. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so I guess we need to summon the zombie band. Uh, summon the there? zombie band. Hold on, Tyler. You got to call them. They're your band. Oh, they're already here. What? Where? They're standing right over there. What the? <laughs> and I'm safe at home. You see, I, I, I'm prepared. No, you're not. You're in the void with us. <laughs> I'm always in the void when I'm rooming with you guys. <laughs> It's the safest place. They're uh, they're getting very good at this, aren't they? Yeah, well, they're professionals. Mm -hmm. They've been doing this longer than they've been alive. Wait, yeah. (laughs) That's the point, actually. Okay, I guess this is yours, Tyler. Yeah, okay. Uh, guys, Ah, it's time for Tyler's Anime Corner. Now, in Tyler's Anime Corner, once a week, I, Tyler, ask a question about anime. And my friends come up with an anime to fit that question. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's not even a question. But what it always is, is very enlightening. This week's non-question is, wow, that was a wild ride. Let's see what my friends come up with in this week's Tyler's Anime Corner. The themes, the theme changed. It did. Huh. 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 What are you guys going to do about it? Huh? Huh? Ignore it. I'm just going to say bye to the zombie band because they were great this week. Bye, boys. Yeah, look at them go. And they're gone. Look at that. That was a clean exit. They didn't lose any body parts. Nothing fell off. They didn't drag. They actually picked their feet up, too. You might want to double check your carpet then. Uh, yeah, that's fine. So, uh, no, sorry. This this void is only hardwood flooring. Only hardwood hardwood flooring void. That's a fancy void. Yeah, that is a very fancy void. <laughs> Why am I not seeing that? <laughs> you're blind. Maybe, remember? Oh right. Maybe you're, yes. maybe you're in a different part of the void. That would make sense. Wait, hold on. Does that mean the zombies are going after Dane? And even alive for reasons. Barricade my house, then. <laughs> oh, a vicious guard dog. Isn't that right, Takani? Oh, he's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, K. vicious. K. 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 Now, K. so, it's, uh, it's starting to turn into, like, Cards Against Humanity, what my, card, what my questions are. Um, yeah, which isn't a question this week, because I was just like, how do I form that in a question? I'm not. We're going to play it like we do Jeopardy, where that's already the answer. you got to come up with a question. What is? And let's go with, since this is kind of funny, where Cole wanted to talk about this anime, but he couldn't remember what the name of it was. And he literally just said the simplest thing of what actually happens in the anime. And I immediately just went Metabots. <laughs> yes, Metabots, Metabots, Metabots. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It is, I watched it as young. I was like, what happens in it? Well, they got... Robots that fight. I'm like, Metabots is done. Done. Go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Metabots was the one that I picked because for me, it was just one of those ones that I watched in, I think, a day. I think I just watched them each episode. I think it took me like maybe six hours at most to watch them all. And Six hours? Something like that. Uh, it would have been longer than that. Maybe. I can't remember how many episodes. 
did it get canceled or was it just yeah. a short anime no it's a it's a longer anime like it has um 52 episodes okay then maybe it was like a day or two that's a that's a solid watching let's 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 do some math here let's say let's say 20 20 minutes 24. 20 minutes an episode yeah 20 minutes an episode yeah maybe maybe 24 we'll go with 24 24 times 52 okay so that's a 1248 minutes let's divide that by 60 uh so that's 20 hours 20 point so a day hours. so a day so you you sat down maybe two days move, worth and watched it straight for 20 hours uh, well it might not be quite as bad as we think uh the u.s uh cut of that thing only got 43 episodes Oh, that's fair. So I could imagine Cole doing that in one sitting. And I didn't um, even realize there was a second season of this damn thing. Because hmm? I thought, because uh, I only thought there was like the 26. The mother hmm. of all robo ba- uh, row battles was the last oh, one maybe. I thought. Maybe you only there. watched half of it. it. This is this is the era where it was heavily censored. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch the... Uh, uh, North American, which you probably did, uh, yeah, and because this came out in the nineties, mm-hmm. late nineties, uh, uh, yeah, ninety nine to two thousand four was when it was broadcast here in the U.S. Ah, the good yeah. old years. So yeah, there's probably some heavy censoring, so there could have been whole whole episodes that aren't there. So, but well, as you said, there aren't. So, but yeah, um. But yeah, it was one of the ones that I always remembered. And of course, like we were talking about before, it's like there's everybody that's ever watched, even watched like one episode, remembers at least one character from that game, from that show, because it was also a game as well. Yeah, yeah, Game yeah. Boy. But Vance. everybody remembers like Mr. Referee. <sighs> Mr. Referee. Oh. He's, he's a character. Like, it's it's because it. What, the things he does is like the antics that he does are just not even normal character stuff like it's not like the slice of life stuff it's just he pops out of a dumpster or he's like wearing a disguise as a woman or something and he just he just shows up out of the blue doesn't matter i remember now yeah he got him he got him so yeah it's just a weird character yeah and even like the main character like for the kid the i think it was or meta sorry which was based after yeah and because of the coin he was using, had such a personality, it was like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I was like, I don't care what you're doing. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> Metabi had that sass. Oh, he was God. the sassy black character. That was orange. That was yellow. Yep. Like, I, because I remember there was like so many different models of like, and I think like Metabi's model was like one of the ones that wasn't very. Fe- Popular, maybe, because I think that's why I think that's I think that's I think that's why he could. That's why the kid was able to afford him because it was like nobody wanted it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I remember the Metabee was like, wouldn't he lose like every episode, but he would refight them and like win, kind of like Pokemon, like where Ash just Pikachu get defeated and then he'd come back and be like, all right, I know how to beat. It's the robotic version of Pokemon. There you go. (laughs) But with one Pokemon, (laughs) he only had Pikachu. Yeah, I think that kind of happened. In, I, I gotta refresh myself on it, but yeah, yeah. Um, and then he would get parts because, like, they'd uh, 
they'd basically you'd wager your weapons or your, like robot parts or and so through, through the anime he slowly got new parts from um various battles that he's won yeah like different like rockets rocket launchers like better way better like actuators for moving and well no it's more like it was like very uh game-changing parts so it'd be like a new wrist part that like had a grappling hook in it or something yeah um so it was very it wasn't just like oh small upgrades it was like a drastic change in the character that he had this crazy new part that could do these things Mm. Um, because that was the 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 hook for all the other characters they was fighting was like they had this thing that was their hook because it was actually pretty campy and basic when you go back and watch it um, because it was a kid's show and it was censored to make it even more kid's showy. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of a thing that happened in it. Uh, and then there was the bad guys. What the hell are their names? They were completely black suits. I can't, but I remember but they looked really dumb. Yeah. So, pseudo Team Rocket. Yeah. Oh, wait, they weren't... Oh, I saw something that says Sea Slug or something. I don't know what that is. That's an episode. The, the Rubber Robo Gang. Yes, that was them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of the characters was Sea Slug. <laughs> and they were wearing, like, black, uh, like, jumpsuits that had a hood that had antennas coming out of the top of their head. Oh, my God, they look like the Tick. <laughs> I know, but yeah, they have these big exaggerated zippers in front. So yeah, there we go. Oh, I like how Tyler and Robert are just posting pictures of Mr. Referee. Mr. Referee. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's freaking Superman. Yes. <laughs> A soccer ball. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, referee like- is something else. But anyways, though, that was just the one that I always remember because it was just so ridiculous and weird and funny. So I thought it was it was really cool like that. So that's why I picked it. That's why I picked it. That's why I picked it. So Uh, who should go next, Tyler? Well, um, I think I'm going to go next. Mm hmm. Because I'm going to talk about another one is Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is a girl. Yeah. Good photos. You can throw those up on the YouTube if you can. Oh, it, uh, it, it, it will be done. I'm saving them uh, all. Fooly Cooly. Did anyone watch Fooly Cooly? Yes. A yes. long time ago. And apparently they're making another one. Two new oh, seasons. So, who remembers what happens in Fooly Cooly? I do. Other than growing up? Some weird, weird shit. <laughs> Some weird shit. I mean, not not Evangelion weird. Like it was super toned down from that. Yeah. Like it was. Well, I don't know. This is Gynex. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just the way it's shot. Is a lot of things are happening, and you gotta kind of pay attention, or you gotta watch it again to really see what's happening. Like there was only like six episodes. Yep. Yeah. Six episodes, wasn't there? Six episodes. Six episodes yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was short. There wasn't was a whole lot, and it was like had to do with aliens, had to do with guitars giving you power, and then yeah, I, I'm not really sure how to explain what happened in that TV show. 
There was a Did giant you... iron in the middle of the town. Yeah. Medica Mechanica. <laughs> I mean, they had, they had it set to cotton when they really should have had it set to synthetics. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's just... Uh, the, I guess the it's show... kind of a coming of age, maybe? Maybe? But the, the show was conceived legitimately as... It, it was originally supposed to just go and capture this kid's experience with going through puberty and then it turned into that and it still communicates it well but it just comes off so batshit crazy yeah because it's just it's it's a lot of weird characters and crazy things that kind of just happen and it's all um oh what's that what's that character's name Haruko. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's a great one. example of what the what it is because just her name in general. Um, yeah, well, she's she's like an alien, and she just kind of shows up and then causes a ruckus, and then the um, uh, main character. Uh, uh, Nauta. What? Huh? How do you pronounce Nauta? it? Nauta. 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 God, I'm Nauta. trying to. I'm I'm bad with names, so that's that's gonna happen a lot. I'm I'm that's what you got me here for, baby. Yeah, Nauta? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because he's just there experiencing it. All all these all these things are happening to him, I guess, or around him, and he's just there for the ride. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just a crazy centric uh, series of events that happens. That really is just kind of you follow a main character, and shit happens, and then it's done. So, oh man, I, I don't know how to explain it better than that. I I think you've done as good of a job as anybody can. That's one of those things that you cannot describe. You can't go and write out a plot synopsis. You just have to experience it. Just yeah. tell people it's about one boy's journey at becoming a better baseball player. <laughs> and his and his training regimen is being smacked in the forehead with a baseball bat every episode. Yep. Yeah. So it's just weird antics. And like the only other thing that I can relate to it is uh, if everyone's seen the movie Dead Leaves. Mm. Yeah. Negative. Well, it's it's the same drawing style and everything of like a lot of shit happening. Um, it, it's always like all of the angles, like where things are stretched and then things come in quick and then a lot of straight, jagged lines. And so that's the kind of art style. And it's just really colorful and a lot of contrasting colors, very vibrant colors. So the art style is just really something to watch in general. Um, you might think you're on drugs if you're watching the art style because it's just kind of come at you crazy like. Um, but. Dead Leaves is also like it's about two fugitives that get caught and then sent to the prison Dead Leaves, which is on the moon, and then they break out by having sex, uh, and it breaks their shackles, and then they have a kid who, during the entire movie, gets born and then grows and then gets old and then dies within like the escape happening, which takes place within like five minutes. So. And then there's a big fight scenes and stuff, and it's just kind of crazy. Fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I think the one of the characters loses his body and becomes a robot. Yes. Um, so go watch Dead Leaves as well. 
if if you can understand what's going on in it. Uh, so those those are my wild rides. They are wild rides of things you just kind of have to watch. Watch it sober, watch it on drugs, watch it drunk, and then watch it sober again. Yes. Maybe watch it on mushrooms. Like Who the knows? equivalent of watching Tusk with your friends, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. Uh, 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 oh, Dame, you and your worst advice. <laughs> I do well, Dame, love my worst advice. <laughs> Dame, since you got that worst advice, I want to hear your advice on an anime. Which Advice on an anime? Yeah. The one you got right there. That was what? your wild ride. My wild ride is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and it's still going. JoJo! It is. Like, I'd say that's a wild ride. I'd agree with you. It is so wild. You have no, like, if you've never read or watched any JoJo, you have no idea how this anime is going to, like, go. Like, <laughs> after episode three, you kind of figure it out, but dang. I don't know. After episodes, like I watched, I watched the first one, and even after episode three, it still kind of changes. Because even even halfway, even halfway through the first one, it changes drastically. Yeah, but the great thing—it just follows the same family. Just every anime involves the descendants, and just it's really fantastic. Yeah, but it's a crazy ride, and it's it's very music based. Or oh, m- music and posing. Yes, because yeah, no, I'd I'd, uh, I'd agree with that. It's, it's crazy where there's a lot of posing, a lot of six, seven foot tall, muscular men doing things, looking and, fantabulous, and a lot of explaining of what's going on. I found a lot of the dialogue was basically them explaining what's currently happening in the scene. Mm-hmm. But dang. Yeah. And how all the bad guys are named after bands. Mm-hmm. Which is fancy. You get censored so much. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't want... I, 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 uh, I watched it in, uh, in like subs. So it was all Japanese. I don't know if it gets dubbed if it gets censored at all or anything. Does it? Uh, mm-hmm. For the certain characters, for the bands that they can't say, like there's a like, bad guy called Vanilla Ice, and they're <laughs> they're obviously saying Vanilla Ice, but the subtitle is Cool Ice. <laughs> <laughs> so they can't actually put Vanilla Ice. Wow, wow, yeah. So that's a thing where like the bands or the bad guys are all named after bands and I guess artists and stuff, because like mm-hmm. the first the first bad guy is Dio, named mm-hmm. after Dio. And then they had Santana. And then they had Cars, which is a band. If I don't know if you guys are... Yeah, Cars, ACDC, Santana. Wham! Wham! Uh, yep. Oh, Speedwagon. Speedwagon, yes. Speedwagon's <laughs> oh, yeah. favorite character. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, he wasn't really a bad guy. Well, he... Kind of, he started off for, he, like, 15 minutes. As mm-hmm. a bad guy. Yeah, he started then, off like as a bad guy, but then like And then Jonathan Joestar was so gentlemanly that he turned him around and made him a good guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and turned him into a gentleman. 
If you haven't seen JoJo's, definitely. That's a thing. So, Cole, uh, you need to go watch JoJo because you're the only one here who hasn't. <sighs> it's worth it, man. It's worth it. All right, all right, all right. I was surprised by the end song. Yeah. How it wasn't a J-pop song. It was uh, Roundabout, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed listening to every single time. Yeah. Because it's got that nice, uh, soft lullaby into the song, and then it gets the funky bass going. But then, like, always at the end of the anime, there's just, like, some cliffhanger happening. And so it was perfect music for that. But it was actually just part of the song, and then it just went right into the song of, like, the end credits. It was like, oh, that's that works really nicely. I like that. But it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a J-pop. It's a, it's by Yes, which is a British progressive band. The progressive rock, I think. Yeah, it's, 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 it's prog rock, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, no, fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, yeah, a lot of posing, and it it does kind of, it's got its, they built their own theme, so you can tell when something is mimicking jojo's bizarre adventure mm-hmm. it's got its own um yeah what are those called uh art direction i guess time. um it's it's the things where they're um motifs or such themes motifs there's a word for it mm-hmm. i can't remember the word for it I, you're basically describing art direction in my mind, but you know it's kind yeah. of generic terminology. So, <laughs> well, they're, they're just like generic, normally themes that are like spread among tons of uh, um, animes, but this one has its own that it's developed that you can only really relate to it. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, uh, do you got more to say about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Dave? No, I got nothing. Let's move on to the next person. <laughs> okay. I kind of said a bunch of stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Go, Rob. You're, you're the only one left. What's uh, okay. your wild ride? All right, all right. Uh, Parallel Trouble Adventure Duel. Wow, that was a wild ride. Um, okay, who's seen Tenchi Muyo? Or any of the I Tenchi haven't. stuff? Oh, totally. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Tyler, did you just say you haven't seen any of the Tenchi Muyo stuff? It's on my list. I know about it. I just, I've never gotten around to it. Can can I, uh, before I go into this, I'm going to go and say it's considered in the West to be something of a classic because a lot of people got into it. That was like Toonami's big first party acquisition for U.S. broadcast. It does not hold up well at all. I'm just going to say that right now. Dubbed, subbed, it doesn't matter. I I get called... it's not just that it's dated, it's actually just not done that well. But huh. the art style at the time was really edgy and very... Uh, it had a lot of hyper-realistic tones about it, so I think a lot of people... Yeah, you know, when you're you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, you're kind of looking for something a little bit more serious than, say, Power Rangers to go and entertain you, uh, but you still want to go and have that still approachable kind of friendly kid vibe and i think a lot of people in our generation found that in tenchi muyo uh and its subsequent other series because it was tenchi muyo tenchi universe tenchi in tokyo then a couple of years later there was tenchi muyo rio oki uh then tenchi muyo war on geminar 
which is barely even connected to the Tenchi Muyo stuff at all. Oh God, it's it it is a fluster cluck of a franchise, um, and it's really kind of weird because it has been very popular. It's spawned a whole bunch of other series, and the creator of it did a really awesome but much more lighthearted uh, series called Parallel Trouble Adventure Duel. And a lot of people call it Evangelion for Kids, which is not the most unfair thing you could say about it. But let me just kind of lay out a progression of story here. And this will sound like I'm going into spoiler territory, but I'm really not even starting to touch it. So imagine... You're a teenage boy in the middle of Japan, and you see robots fighting each other in the streets of your town, but nobody else can go and see them. And everybody thinks that you're absolutely crazy. Then one day, well, your school explodes, and you find yourself interacting with the robots uh, on the other side of her uh, that you've been seeing. And suddenly everybody else is aware of them. It's like, wait, what? What the heck happened here? I have no idea what's going on. Now everybody can see them? Wait, you're not my classmates. Where the hell am I? Ends up or ends up getting into one of these robots, goes and pilots it, goes and beats up another robot. Uh, find out that you're the biggest secret the world has ever had, because only women should be able to go and pilot these things. Harem anime stuff ensues. More robot fights happen. You get kidnapped, sent back to your world, go and come back, fight each other. Go and find even bigger robots, which then goes and leads to the enemies bringing in bigger robots, which then goes and brings to more harem anime stuff, and then, and then comes to two worlds going and merging together into what the fuck, I have no idea what just happened at the end of this thing. So, 14 episodes of the fuck. Pretty much, but it is awesome. And it actually is internally consistent. It's actually a really easy to follow storyline. But if you just went and looked at the events that happened in each episode, you would go, wait, how the hell did we get here? But it perfectly explains itself as it's going along. It's just, it's a wild ride. Every episode, something major changes inside of it. So you never really get a chance to breathe if you try to go and marathon all the way through. This is actually one of those series that is better if you do watch it week to week to week. Um, So you kind of have a chance to breathe and digest what goes through it. So, Hmm. yeah, that's, uh, that's my wild ride. I just looked up a bunch of uh, photos for Tenchi Muyo, mm-hmm. and it looks really familiar. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if I actually did watch it when I was young and just don't remember it Okay, all. just reading the plot is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm looking on, on Wikipedia right now, and, like, at the very beginning... It, it like this is the first. It's like 22 years ago, a huge alien artifact is found on a construction site by a worker named Yotsuga. The the foreman orders that the artifact be broken apart to avoid delays. And Yatsuga walks towards the dumper to dispose of a small piece of the artifact. The world splits in two. Mm-hmm. In one world, Yatsuga tosses away the piece and the artifact is destroyed. In the other world, Yatsuga keeps the artifact, leading to the discovery of extraterrestrial technology that changes history. Yep. Hmm. And then and then and then it goes into the present, which I'm guessing is like it's other stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's, it's, that's really where the story kicks off, because what you just described, that subtext for the whole series, mm-hmm. that's done in no joke, 30 seconds at the beginning of the first episode, and is virtually not mentioned at all throughout the course of the rest of the series. 
Interesting. Yep. So it's a ride. I'll promise you that. And I still stand by it holds up pretty well. It's pretty clear it's a bit of an older animation style and it didn't have the money behind it like Tenchi Muyo did. So the lines aren't as detailed and the especially facial animations are not as well worked out. But the story holds up surprisingly well and it's a surprisingly fluidly done anime. And you guys know on how I generally complain about slow frame rates in anime. Mm-hmm, Jojo yeah. being one of the rare exceptions. <laughs> Good, because that one, that one is fucking gorgeous. That one is its own special sort of thing. You go to JoJo for JoJo, nothing else. Because yeah. they're all called JoJo. Mm-hmm. JoJo is love. JoJo is life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Well, I guess that's that's our wild ride of animes. Uh, and they are all kind of really crazy ones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. I like that. That was good. Mm-hmm. Hope that yeah. opened up some minds for some people. Uh, so people can go watch JoJo, uh, which is now airing its third season. Uh, season four. But I don't know. Rob's anime this... may have closed my mind a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> season four. Is it season four? I, I think. Yep, it's we're on Josuke. Hold on, though. Oh, because I thought now we're on to the third production season, because wasn't one of those seasons just the movie that they released in theaters for less than a week? We don't count that one. There's the OVA of part three that was released years ago. And then oh. they started part one a few years ago, and then part two, part three, and then part four. So they redid part three last year. Oh, okay. So. That's where my hmm. confusion was then. Okay, we're good then. Because like it was JoJo's Bizarre Adventure came out in like 2012, yep. and then uh, Stardust Crusaders is part two, isn't it? No, nah, it goes uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Phantom Blood, which is the first one, uh, then Battle Tendency, which is the second one with Joseph. Oh, and then third okay. third one is Stardust Crusaders, but Stardust Crusaders was like 50 episodes. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was long, and then oh. I, I guess I should. I don't know if I should say season four. I guess arc four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think referring them as art because, like, that's what I thought. Okay. So, Stardust. Well, Stardust Crusaders. You said is fifty five zero. Stardust Crusaders like fifty episodes. Okay, because like the first one was like fifty episodes or forty some episodes. No. It was no only I, I think you got that. First, I think you got that first wrong one's here, twelve yeah. episodes. First one's twelve. Second one's like twenty six or something. Third one's fifty. Not sure what this one's gonna be. Most hmm. bizarre adventure. <laughs> I'm looking this up right now because, like, it, it's getting kind of. I guess each. <laughs> I just looked it up on a uh, uh, on Wiki here. OVAs, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Adventure, seven episodes. Uh, film, light novel, light novel. Uh, oh no! Here we go. Twenty six, and then Stardust Crusaders is forty eight. Mm. So I guess it just takes those two arcs and smashes into one. That's, That's what yeah. I thought. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad well, yes. I'm crazy. Well, sorry. Yeah, Stardust Crusaders takes two seasons, and it uses the two seasons for the one arc of arc three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. Sorry. Okay, so, yeah. I guess it's confusion over the word seasons. 
Yeah, because yeah. You're, you're talking like production season versus arc. story arcs, yeah. like story exactly, arcs yeah. one, two, three. We're on story arc four. Yeah. Yeah, but third production season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hmm. okay. Yeah, so the first two arcs each took about like 12 episodes mm-hmm. each. Uh, 13. 13 episodes each. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Wow. But anyway, so I guess that means we're moving on to the gaming table, yes? Yep. Sure, boy. Oh, sure. Because you got nothing to contribute to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Absolutely nothing. That's a shame, Cole. You should not be proud mm-hmm. of that fact. Sure. So anyway, hold on. Where's the... I gotta open the trap door. Hold on a second. He's kicking down the door. <laughs> no, I'm opening the trap door. Welcome to my gaming table. Here, we talk about games. Card games. Tabletop games. RPGs. D&D. And of course, PC and console gaming. But maybe then again, you're here for news or reviews. So let's begin. Before we do, I have one question. What thoughts have you brought to my table? Let's find out. Let's go. Okay, and there's the theme song again. And I'm putting a padlock on that damn door. I was going to say, did I see something run out of there when you opened it? I don't think so. He's got things in his basement, because that's that's not a good thing to have, Cole. uh, (laughs) I don't think there's anything in there. All all I know is that there's music down there. That's all I know that's down there. (laughs) You never thought to investigate the music? No. Not at all. Bulls buffalo billing it. I am not <laughs> buffalo billing it. Uh, anyway, this week on the gaming table, we're talking about competitive gaming. Um, this is this in case being like the rising popularity of esports. May it be League of Legends. May it be um, Dota. May it be Wrath, uh, Wrath of the Storm. May it be... Um, Super Mario Bros. Uh, Brawl and all that the stuff. The Wiz? The Wizard? Not The Wiz. <laughs> the Wiz or is like Michael Jackson. Super the Smash Bros. with Nintendo. Or, there we go. Or Super Smash Bros. Or, oh, you're singing my language. Yep. Or Street Dang. Fighter. Dang, go. Or Street Fighter. And specifically why I'm, I'm bring, I decided to choose this as a topic this week um, is mostly because of our guest. Uh, Dane. Yes, Other than conventions and stuff, what do you also like to do? Along the lines of video games? Yes. I absolutely 153% love to play Super Smash Brothers Melee. <laughs> I am a hardcore Melee guy. Okay, Basically. How, so you do this competitively? Yes, I do. Okay. Went to Evo last year for it. Nice. Now, How'd you do? I almost made top 64. Hmm. He was feeling sick that day. I got eliminated to a dirty trick. 
What what entitle or what entails a dirty trick in your mind when it comes a dirty, to melee? <laughs> a dirty trick is when a character can grab you and get you stuck in an infinite. So you, no matter what you do, <laughs> you cannot break out of that grab. Oh, fuck the ice climbers! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's the ice climbers. Okay, it's the fucking. I was kicking his ass too. <laughs> And he got three no, lucky grabs. Re- okay, Dan, the reason we're laughing is because last week we were talking with Nathan, who also who, who also likes to do competitive uh, melee. And we were actually talking about the ice climbers and how b- stupid they are. Um, it, like some, like yeah, some we... of their moves are essentially illegal. Yeah, wobbling. <laughs> Remember that name. <laughs> We talked, yeah. We talked about in the gaming table. Uh, we talked about how glitches, if they're good or bad, and how that the ice climbers have a glitch move. I guess that kind of yeah. breaks the game. It's wobble. Basically, since you have the two ice climbers, you find a way to desync <laughs> them, and then you grab with one of them. And when you pummel with ice climbers, just hitting A, they both attack pretty quickly, one after the other. You make it so they attack like this, like da 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 da. So you're constantly in hit stun. So the game makes it think that you can't break out because you're constantly in hit stun. Hmm. That's it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so, so salty. So what got you into that? Um, I bad really love the original Smash. Yeah, bad decisions, bad life. <laughs> I really love the original Smash Brothers for N64. You know, it was just a fun game to play. Mm-hmm. Then I saw these tournaments for Melee, and I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. Got my ass handed to me, <laughs> like the story goes. Uh, and then started practicing. And then met some people through it, and we got good together. Cool. Hmm. And do you play any other types of games like that? Oh, yeah. I play Blaze Blue, Street Fighter. Um, God, what else? What else? I play a lot. I can't remember them all right now, though. But I love fighting games. But you're not much of a... Are you a League of Legends player as well? Yeah, I haven't played League for four months, but I played ever since Season 1 all the way up to Season 5. Cool. I I went up against him once, and that was the last time I picked... Or the last time I went and used my my mouse for lol. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I, I I got fucking wasted. Okay, um, okay, because I'm just because I wanted to bring this up a little bit because okay, um, Dane, have you ever? Are, uh, obviously, are you a single player when it comes to league, right? Yes. Okay, like of course, if you look at it as like into like the world championships of league of, of League of Legends, like those are huge. Oh yeah, league basically just kind of blew up esports. Like yeah, without league, esports would not be where it is today. Definitely not. Um, like, because I'm just looking at this right now. And for League of Legends, last year's first place team won one million dollars. One million dollars. Second a lot place, of cheese. Yeah, one. But it actually dropped down a lot. Actually, like season two. Sorry, second place took a quarter million. And third and fourth took a hundred. Third slash fourth, I guess, took a hundred and fifty. That's that's still a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Have you going ever down? Seen, like, 
yeah, sorry. But also going like even first, like fifth to eighth took seventy five thousand, ninth to twelfth forty five, and thirteenth to sixteen took twenty five. That's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> that is, dude. You know how much Dota uh, put in their price pool last year? I'm actually looking at it right now. Eighteen million four hundred twenty nine thousand six hundred and thirteen dollars. Yep, and the first and team and the one who won was actually an uh, American team called Evil Geniuses. Yep, I'm familiar with them. They have a league team also. Yep, and they took down. Um, they took six point six million dollars home last year. Man, even after taxes, that's and they beat out three, uh, like second, third, fourth Chinese. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Like beat, like beating the Chinese and Korean players in those types of games. I mean, that's one that's impressive because they're really good at it. Um, but damn, they have enough money now. They could buy their houses. They could basically buy their cars. They're those guys uh, are set. Kind of, yeah. Um, but the thing but is, between what happens? Four people. Yeah. Uh, what happens is now those guys they become basically athletes. So they they are now have a coach. They are living together. They are constantly playing. They're putting yeah, as they much effort into it as any athlete does. So that's what they do for a living: is they play league. And so they're trying to. They're not going. They're not doing it at the point of like having fun in it. I guess they're probably having some fun in it. They they still have some fun, but it's still like training. It's still good. Like, yeah, obviously they're not gonna have the same excitement they had going into the game in the first year or two, no. but like literally, the, um, I think what well, I remember I was watching the documentary for a little bit and they were literally playing the game for 12 hours a day or yeah. something like that. Or you, all Training. they're doing is meals, playing, sleeping with a one hour or two hours of free time. They're training. They're, yeah. they're becoming athletes. That's exactly, exactly how athletes do it. So. Exactly. That's the thing. Um, so I wonder how much after like doing all that costs. So like they make all this money in a prize pool, but I guess they're not making the kind of figures that a basketball player, or baseball player, or hockey player are doing. Uh, so is the whole fact that they don't work and this is their job, that money that they make has to pay for all that? Well, I guess they get... They get well, here's sponsors the yeah, they have sponsors, and there's also multiple tournaments. Yeah. So there's lots of different prize pools that they're going for. Yeah, we only really see or hear about the big ones. But I'm sure those teams are competing in other tournaments as well where they still make money. Yeah, totally. totally. True, true. So maybe they are making money, lots of money, or are they maybe just making the average amount? They're definitely you know, paying the bills. I mean, if they weren't, yeah. like, just if they were just getting by... Honestly, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, they, that, that's another thing. They might not have taken off the way it has now. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe these guys, they play video games like that, and they're just getting by, but like, that's what they want to do for a living is they play video games for a living. So I guess the way you got to look at it, think of it as a commission job. You don't get paid unless you win. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You're not going to keep your sponsorship if you keep losing. Oh, pretty much. That's exactly it. If your whole team keeps losing, you're going to lose sponsors because no one wants their name on a loser. I I just cannot believe that this has become such a big thing. Like, I did an invitational uh, about 10 years ago when Battlefield 2 came out, and I got like 500 bucks for placing in the top 10, and it was like, wow, this is awesome. 
Now I'm seeing what these guys are making. It's just like, God, I wish I had stuck with this a little longer. Killing me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like $500. I feel like a king. I don't Six know. Point whatever million dollars for a team. And it's, oh my God. Just, oh my God. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Like it's the whole thing of becoming athlete. It's, yep. you can, it's the same concept now. Like that's the thing is people still say it's not, uh, it's not a sport, but it's getting treated like one now. Um, and people are going through as rigorous training as athletes do. And I bet you a lot of athletes or people who are into sports are now getting mad at me for saying that because, uh, I guess that's the whole controversy of people don't say it's a sport right now. Uh, But it's basically it's um, popularity and growth is basically denying all those facts. And who knows? Now all you got to know is like, will it stay around or will it just kind of fade away? I think it's going to stay around because, I mean, when you think about sports, yeah, you're training your body, but body and mind, you know, yeah. they go together. Well, I was going to say, um, and I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this, but uh, the E-League, which... I got to say is kind of the redheaded stepchild of a lot of these different organizations in esports right now. Uh, they signed a deal with Turner Broadcasting for the next five years to go and cover uh, Counter Strike tournaments. So they're that's actually another go- thing that's been that's gotten yeah. decently big, even though the game is getting quite old. Yeah. I mean, now they're playing global offensive, but it's still really interesting to go and see that something or a group like Turner Broadcasting, they're dedicating a weekly hour-long block starting, uh, when is it, uh, May 24th on TBS, uh, just to eSports now. And they've already been running a lot of promotional stuff. I actually saw a couple of days ago when I was just watching American Dad. Yeah, I'm that trash. Um, Watching American Dad, they were doing a promo for this, and they were talking to one of these quote-unquote eSports athletes. And he was talking about how he has a hired nutritionist, uh, you know, go and keep him, uh, you know, properly situated, well hydrated, make sure he's going and getting whatever he needs so his brain is as sharp as possible and his reaction times are as good as they can be. Because it's not just a mental thing. There is a physical aspect to it. It is a real sport. And it's like, I don't know if I'd phrase it that way, but I see the point you're making. I mean, it's, they're athletes. They're not the same kind of athletes as, say, you know, Russell Wilson in football, but they're athletes. Yeah, well, they're not. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's like they're de- de- dedicating them, their bodies and minds to one thing, uh-huh. um, one competitive thing, I guess. And that's kind of what an athlete does. Um, yeah, plus, like, they need to kind of work out their body also because sitting in a chair, you know, for maybe not consecutively, but for eight hours, nine hours a day. And how long is a match? Like, how long is a match? A match can be done in at 20 minutes if the other team surrenders or if the team that's winning is just that good. Or it can go as long as an hour and 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah, when I was doing the Battlefield uh, 2 Invitational, I mean, we one of the groups had a match that lasted for almost four hours. I mean, it's a, exactly. I mean, I... The match that I got eliminated in, I was eliminated like an hour and 20 minutes into it. And that was the most grueling experience of my life. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, no, and that's 
Oh, God, those are the most uncomfortable chairs as well. Oh. And also another big thing that keeps happening or is becoming a thing is doping, I guess. Performing drugs. How do you <laughs> oh. dope in gaming is my question. Um, because you'll take things like uh, Ritalin and Adderall and things that make you focus. Focus. More. Okay. Um, and so you'll start taking these drugs to focus. Um, How is and... that doping, though? If you like, for what if they? What if it's legitimately something you need? Like, is that different than actually? It's well, it's different. That that would be medically notated at least. Yeah, you know, so um, I, I can understand. Taking... That. Yeah, if you're taking it when it's not medically notated to enhance your game, then that's that's the thing. There, there's there's a whole lot of rules that aren't there yet that they're trying to figure out because it's still yeah. new. Um, but yeah, that, that that's also a thing that kind of ha- I think they've had some people kicked out for um, doing drugs, doing performance enhancing drugs like that, and then there's some some tournaments that have laws against it. Um, yeah. It's still kind of a wild west. Uh, yeah. So they're basically teams are doing what they can to get away with whatever they can, and they get away with it as long as they can until someone goes, "Nope, you can't do that," and then everyone knows you can't do that anymore. So, yeah, that's a that's a thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know it's a sport then. Totally. Because there's performance enhancing drugs and yep. scandals. <laughs> and yes, and yeah, and then also kind of going into something that you wanted to, that you brought up at the end, um, just before we started, Tyler. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world's first twenty-four hour esports TV channel. Oh yeah, I just kind of posted that. I don't know. I just kind of saw. Well, it. What do you guys think of this? Like, Dane, how about you? A twenty-four-seven esports channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From Honestly, ESL. yeah, I think that's kind of cool. It's a great thing to throw in in the background when people have LAN parties or just trying to find something to do or watch. Was it ESPN try to do that too? They would. They, they know to... they have an esports section. I feel like yeah. some people at ESPN just feel kind of divided about esports in general. Well, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's the thing is because people like it and other people say it's not a sport and so they're really against it. Um, and so, like, I think it was ESPN like three or something, which is a very obscure channel they kind of threw it up on, and it was supposed to be a side thing. But then all of a sudden, it took the channel mostly, most of the channel, I guess, because there was more of it than there was of whatever else was supposed to be on that channel. Well, that and was then, the channel. That was the channel they set up just for 3D entertainment. And then when that all fell apart, they didn't know what to do with it. So that's, I think, probably where that came into play. Because there's a guaranteed audience for that. Yeah. Okay. I, I remember the whole whole thing about it, and then people were complaining about that it's not a sport. And, like, I remember seeing news people talk about, like, tweets and stuff. And then they'd go further down the tweets, and there'd be the people would be like, this isn't a sport. Why is this on ESPN? And then a tweet later is like, yeah, I'm still watching it because it's entertaining for some weird reason. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it was, it was like a weird thing where they, they kept it on because people were complaining about it, but they kept watching it. So you're getting Still. people you're getting views regardless if they're positive or negative views i guess exactly so well i guess a lot of people watch that stuff just on youtube now too um, or twitch or yeah. twitch 
So. I'm on Twitch more uh, a fair bit lately, and I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about watching other people play video games that is so entertaining. I, I don't know. I guess well, it's just the all, conversation that goes around it, though. So That was the whole Let's Play stuff that took off, and then after Let's Playing being recorded and thrown on YouTube, it's now just even more popular just to live stream because yeah, you can have, have an audience that comes and watches. So it's the TV show versus live audience. Like... Mm-hmm. So you get that kind of fan reaction where they can, can talk and such um, when people live stream. But uh, with Twitch, that, like, yeah, because it's been getting bigger and bigger. Like, uh, like I remember the first, like before I even like really knew about Twitch, I didn't really pay any attention to it. And then I heard of like put the Pokemon, uh, the Pokemon thing. Uh, Twitch plays Pokemon. Yeah, Twitch plays Pokemon, and I kind of popped in and I watched that for like five minutes and i'm like okay i can see why this is popular and then i kind of started going around for other places and kind of just branched out from there but i don't know it's just one of those things that i'm like really why is this and then i understood why after the fact but i don't know because i know tyler you every once in a while you'll do streaming i want to do more but well then do more i try i do i do mostly streaming directly from my xbox so Mm. Because like that's be... the only way to do it. It's basically just do it. Yep, that's pretty much what I do. I was streaming uh, Fallout the other day. Coming just... soon, Soccer yeah, Rangers I... Gaming. <laughs> Let people know. Yeah, we could totally do that. We should do that. Yeah. Because like there's tons of games out there, and I've got a whole Steam library full of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we can totally do gaming, and then yep, either yep. we can actually focus on the gaming, or we can just talk some more. Or yeah. we can just, it can be, we can play games where we're playing Farming Simulator, which we're just mucking about, or we can play GTA, or we can play, uh, like, um, real competitive games, or we can play, like, uh, Civilization, or something like that, or uh, Viscera Cleanup. Who, who even knows? Just where Oh, God. Viscera <laughs> Cleanup. Or we can just, or we can play games like... Uh, I don't know, like some type of fighting game and have uh, Dane kick our asses. Yeah, that'll be fun. Three on one. Oh, make sure you blindfold me first. (laughs) Make it even. (laughs) I think he still has an edge. Sure, we'll have to go and take away one of his hands out. So, there you go. He has to fight with two fingers. We can can totally do some streaming video game stuff. Maybe. We'll see. We'll have to see that in the future, though. It's a yes. It's a yes. It'll happen. It is happening. Dane, you in... I am totally in. There we go. So. Let's create. Let's create the Rangers Twitch account. All right. Okay. Cole, get on that. Oh God. Okay. Um. So I guess that's I the end do, of the gaming table, huh? We might just use my Twitch account just to, so it'd be mm-hmm. simpler. Who knows? We'll see. But anyway, that's the soccer oh, Rangers. Uh, I wanted to bring up one last thing. What? Um, to do with esports. Would you ever, guys, consider there to be? A esports bar. So you know how they have sports bars. Do you think there would ever be esports bars? I think no. there are. There actually are. I'm trying to remember where I've seen one, but there I've is seen one in uh, Eugene, Oregon. Maybe that's now what I'm thinking of. That sounds right. What's your thought on that? Then do you think that those that works out or? It would work out. I think it needs to be in a location where you know it's a much younger crowd. You know, going from anywhere from like 19 to 30. Yeah, okay. I, I think we we might be getting a bar like that here. 
Actually, wait. Oh, by the bar. way, do you never mind. Know 20, something? Twenty-one to thirty. Nineteen-year-olds can't go in the bars. <laughs> oh, by the way, Tyler, do you want to know something kind of interesting? You hmm. know, um, the in the video game bar that's here in town, right? Yes. What was it called again? Which one? Um. There's two, Cole. I just the... brought this up. I just said this. How we have one that's a video game bar called um bartari bartari yeah um, um, we have another yeah. one called mana bar which might be more into like the esports uh game uh, bartari stuff. actually actually uh, we, i just my brother just recently told me that uh the guy who owns bartari is actually related to me <laughs> yeah you were telling me that before yeah uh, i think oh my he God, may have said f- that on the... i don't All think right. i mentioned before but yeah anyway yeah you told yeah. me before anyways i know um, I was just about to say something to Dane, saying something. Oh, God, what was it? And then Cole interrupted because he wanted to somehow brag about something. I didn't oh. brag. I was just I was like, oh, I just remembered oh, yeah. this. Dane, uh, drinking age here is 19. What, in Canada? Yeah, it depends Saskatchewan. on province. Right? What? Um, uh, province door, in Alberta, it's 18. Uh, the age it should be. Is no, 19. A- not 18. 18 is a little too young. Is BC 18? No, Alberta is. What else is 18? There's more than one that's 18. Oh, I don't care. Anyway, so yeah, 19 to 30, whatever you said, is actually appropriate here. So there you go. Come come to Saskatchewan. Come hang out, Dane. Is, are there any big towns there, or is it just like snow and like coldness? There, we don't have any snow right now. For it's flat. Do you want to say flat? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I, saw, I saw this cartoon with this guy from Canada. Hating on Canada. Yes, we all watched it together. <laughs> <laughs> so everything I know about there. Canada, oh. I learned from that. So yeah, that's None that's the thing. It's true. But I know you're half bear. No, we're not. <laughs> I don't know. Tyler seemed to confirm this on Canada Day last year. Oh no, those were laser bears. That's something completely different. Oh, oh okay. I misunderstood that. They they they've got Canadian capes and they fly around and shoot lasers from their eyes. That's ah. actually that's actually literally um, from Age of Empires two. No, Age of was Mythology. It Age of Mythology. Yeah, it was Age of Mythology. That's actually a, a cheap a cheat item. Yeah, it's a laser bear that comes out and destroys everything. And basically, the cheat is like in caps. You say "Oh Canada" with a bunch of exclamations, and then it you get it spawns this unit that's like really strong and shoots lasers and flies around. And yeah, it flies around. Cape. It shoots lasers out of its eyes and has and attacks with weasels. Oh yeah, he's got like some weasel sidekicks. That's right. <laughs> Are they weasels? Yeah, I think they're weasels. Fair but any in any case, though, which is another game we'd have to put. We'd have to stream. We'd have to put like Age oh, of yeah, Empires, like some Age of Mythology, and Age of Empires, and Rise of Nations. Yes, all the RTSs. But in any case, though, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Did you? Ha- thank you for joining us, Dan. No problem. It was my. You pleasure. stayed awake the entire time. Congratulations. I. De- How does there this you make you feel? I got the muffin. It makes me feel dirty. I should be asleep. <laughs> but in any case, uh, would you like to come back again sometime? Yes, I would. Add another one to the blood contract. Yep, oh, it God. has been done. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'll just instead of guest, I'll just be the regular Blue Ranger. 
<laughs> if we get could, if we could secure you often enough, we would. <laughs> yeah. <I'm... laughs> Sorry. You know, it only took us what fifteen episodes to get you on. Oh damn! You guys have done fifteen. <laughs> yeah. We've only listened to two. This is the fifteenth <laughs> episode that we've done. But anyways, thank you everyone once again for joining us at our, We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast. Um, like like I've said before, we are on iTunes. Um, you can I if you would love to, we would all, we'd all love if you would uh, go on to, on there and leave us a five star review and some comments on there and it's leave it. us some feedback. <laughs> Um, also, I've been noticing that there's been a little bit of an issue there that it's been cutting off some of the older episodes. So I do all the episodes are still there, um, not on iTunes though. But so if you want to go back anywhere past like ten uh, ten weeks, you have to go to the website where I post them. Out. It's uh, Saskatchewan Roleplay Radio dot com. And you'll be able to check those out. Um, I have it underneath the Saskatchewan uh, Roleplay. And if you actually go onto the iTunes store and click website, it will take you directly there. Mm-hmm. Or if you check out our new Facebook page. Yes, and if we'll you check our out our... Set up there. Yes, I'll have that set up there as well. Actually, I'll, um, we actually do have a Facebook page with there. Um, Dane is invited. He just hasn't, ins- he just hasn't accepted yet. Wait, really? Yes. yes, dude, you're oh, the ranger. The cracks. Um, yeah, what's it called? In... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god! god. <laughs> it is called. Let me just make sure I can get the right name here. It is called we uh, the Soccer Rangers Crew and Podcast. Soccer Ranger, and it's a Facebook. Th- oh, there it is. Let's see. I expect oh, I this was a group. Let me just hit like. There we go. There we go. Good boy. I just had to like it, right? I don't have to do anything else. Yep, that's all you have to do. <laughs> ah, you're in charge of it completely now. Oh, <laughs> Quick, man. all of us run away. But no, um, thank you. Um, but yeah, we also have that. And we are also on YouTube, once again, like Robert mentioned at the beginning. And that yes. is under Soccer Rangers. Mm-hmm. And if you want, you can right now, um, if you want, you can go backwards and you can check out last week's episode where we talk about Swiss Army Man mm-hmm. <laughs> or that. though that's two weeks ago, technically. But anyway, you can also check about last year where we talk about Utaku class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in any case, though, thank you once again for joining us. And we will hope to see you next time when we talk with somebody about stuff. I like that. That is that is a good outro right there. That's, yeah, exactly. We yeah. talked to somebody about stuff while acting like fools. Anyways, thank you, and we hope to see you next time on We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast. Take care, everyone. Shoot the zombie Bye. band. Bye. And we're done. Yay. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> that was fun. That was yep. good.